welcome to the Yesod Blocks Nefshachaim podcast. My name is Arai Zev Bannett, and this podcast has been going on for quite some time, but we're trying something new in this episode, and that is we are doing it also as a video form. So if you're used to listening to this as an audio podcast, there is now a video form of this on my YouTube channel and also on yesodblocks.com, where you can actually follow the text along as you see on the, if you're watching the video right now, and you see on the screen we have the actual text of Nefeshachim right in front of us, and so that allows us to actually learn it together. If you want to see the original text in its actual form and follow along, if you can read Hebrew uh, and get an idea of actually what it says as we read instead of just listening to me read. Before we start, uh, we're actually in the middle of um, gateway number one. That's Sha'ar Aleph. That's what it says up here, and it's Perak Yud, chapter 10. We're about halfway through chapter 10 right now, so you kind of know where we are. And also, I just want to draw your attention to a couple of other things on yesodblocks.com. We have a lot of stuff going on over there, um, so please check it all out. Uh, some of it is free. Some of it is only if you are a premium subscriber. Definitely recommend that if you are interested in understanding Kabbalah in a both uh, conceptual and emotional and practical way. That's really what yesodblocks.com is all about, trying to show uh, that the things that are in the Torah and in all of Torah thought are actually real. Uh, you can actually see them almost. They're tangible. They're even more tangible and more real than the things you can see and hear, even though they're in some ways a little bit quieter. Sometimes the most important things in life are quieter, even if they're far more profound and far more powerful. So that's the main uh, the main point of yesodblocks.com, and it's really trying to bring all these things to life by showing you how to actually perceive, how to access all the concepts and truth that are buried inside, and not even buried, just contained inside of the Torah and all of its ideas, and the ultimate expression of that is obviously the world of Kabbalah, um, the deepest truths of the Torah, which are really about who you are on the inside, what does it mean to be an endless self, a soul, a fragment of divine consciousness in the world, how do you uncover that? How do you connect to other fragments of that same consciousness that are what we call other people and the ultimate uh, source and root of that consciousness that is what's called the Ein Sof, the endless one, uh, what people like to call God. Um, so how do we put all that together? That's really what we're here to do. So check it all out in yesodblocks.com. There's a Kabbalah cast, there's a sexuality cast, there's a, a tefillah cast, which is all about how to do what's called prayer, but the word prayer doesn't come close to capturing that. And there's also uh, a Chumash cast, which is all about actually reading the text of the Bible, of the Chumash in Hebrew, and figuring out how to put it together, how to see these concepts uh, in their original form in the actual text of the Chumash. So that's basically what we have going on there. We'll be adding more advanced content literally every week, all the time. Uh, we're going to start adding more advanced text content also, um, and advanced Kabbalah content, so definitely check all that out. Okay, so here we have, we're in the middle of this section, uh, again, chapter 10, uh, Shar Aleph, gateway number one, and we were reading, the last time we were reading this part, uh, we ended off with this line, um, which essentially is talking about the difference between the advantages that human beings have over malachim, over what's called angels. So a malach really means sort of like you can think of it as an extension of Hashem's will. So if, if we think about it as Hashem is sort of the source of all being, and then Hashem kind of has to translate himself into a, uh, a, a like a step-down version of himself. There's a series of filters that Hashem places in front of himself to reduce his light, to basically make his light more and more and more contained until it actually eventually kind of concretizes into actual matter, actual mass. And that's really what every single thing in existence is, some kind of a translation, transformation, transmutation of Hashem's self. And so each of those stages has uh, different, you could think of it as different um, beings that have different amounts 
of exposure and awareness of Hashem himself, and that's what we would call malachim, also known as angels. And the reason why they are um, thought of as beings is because they are actually conscious, but they are different from human beings, and that's really what we're here to talk about. That's what this whole piece is about. So it says here, that we'll start again from Omnam. There's one big advantage that human beings have from malachim, from angels. And that uh, facet of human beings is the ability to sort of connect all the layers of being. So the layers of being, again, he calls them olamos, means like the layers, the, the, these are the filters, the things that actually block Hashem's light to and sort of refract it into different forms. That's what you can then experience as the multiplicitous world around you. Kochos is also means the forces of all being that you are also experiencing as, you know, gravity and forces of electricity and magnetism and things like that. Um, the push and pull. And then Oro essentially is the, 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 the what means lights. That's really Hashem's consciousness that is sort of like in its form inside of the world. So all these things are one interconnected system of essentially the filtering of Hashem's self. So we human beings are actually able to interact with all of that from top to bottom. You know, we're, we're usually on the bottom because we're blocked out from Hashem's, from knowledge of Hashem's self, but we have this ability to what's called learn and grow, which we take as givens of our lives. But in fact, learning and growing is something which you do, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's actual expansion of your own consciousness and your own awareness. So you're actually accessing higher and higher stages of, of existence and you can actually get to a place where it's profoundly different than the way we tend to think of how we perceive our world. Uh, this ability to move within that entire system from top to bottom, bottom to top, does not exist with Malachim. And that's what we mentioned in the end of the last episode and now he's going to explain that. It's for the reason that was already explained earlier. An angel is really just one particular force. Uh, prati, like an individual force, levad, it's isolated. Shainbo klilus does not have any, does not include all of the entire system uh, of the layers of existence within itself. In other words, human beings are what's called a tselem elokim. It means we are a a fractal microcosm, where it's a, it's a system of fractals is basically where you have um, the same thing on the macro scale. You have the same exact pattern in a micro form. So you can think of it as, you know, it's, it's actually a famous concept. Um, you can Google this, the Mandelbrot set. Uh, so the guy named Mandelbrot, who actually uh, is famous for this, for this particular, for developing this idea. But the fractal structure is basically that you have patterns. So let's give an analogy, which is not exactly accurate, but it's pretty famous, so it'll be easy to understand, which is if you ever learn anything about atomic structure, you'll notice that the way it's usually de described is uh, there's, you know, a, a center, like a, a, a nucleus, and then you have electrons that, that orbit the nucleus. And it's usually depicted as if it's like almost like a planetary system where you have, you know, the Earth is the planet, and then you have the moon is this other smaller uh, orbital body that's that that uh, that rotates around the Earth. So that's a fract that's an example of a fractal system where you have a macro version and a micro version that seem to be uh, working with the same principles, the same structures, even if they are massively different in scale. So the same thing with us and Hashem, I think that is the entire system of all these filters and layers, the layers of existence called the olamos, uh, often translated as worlds, but it really means the layers of being. So we have access to all of them. We are like this microcosmic version of that because each of us is our own light. We have our own little miniature consciousness fragment light that we have within us, and we're constantly trying to learn how to broadcast it 
and, and adjust our own filtering mechanisms to share ourselves with other selves. So we are formatted in the same way, and we actually have connections and linkages within this network of consciousness. Uh, we, are, we are basically linked to all of it at once. Um, yeah, so that's, uh, that's essentially what makes us different from a Malach. And then he talks about, in these parentheses, this is a book of the Arizal, written by his, his student, Chaim Vital, Sharpimius, Vachitonius, Reishtos Yud, Shamalach, Eino Rak Bechinas Pratis, Shalos Olam Shalomibok. An angel is only an individual uh, fragment, aspect of the particular world, the particular layer of being that, he's, that he is kind of assigned to. That's what makes us different. About Nishmas Adam, the soul of man, uh, the neshama, meaning specifically the consciousness light within you that makes you, that is you, really. Behold, given the in all three of its aspects, so this, there's different there's different amounts of conscious awareness that you can have. So the basic three are nefesh, which is the nun over here, and then ruach, which is the resh, and then neshama, we are going from low to high. Nefesh is when you have very small consciousness. You're basically aware of yourself. You're, you know, many of us re- essentially remain with a small amount of consciousness in the vast majority of our of our inner self. Because um, you can develop very, very broad consciousness in one small area of yourself, let's say. Um, but most of us uh, essentially have, we start off with very limited consciousness. We all start with very limited consciousness. And some of us, but through our own efforts and through sometimes very difficult life experiences and by trying to achieve and attain uh, wisdom, acquire wisdom, we can achieve broader awareness, broader consciousness. And then people who are very wise, if you ever encounter somebody who seems like he really understands uh, how life works, person of vast experience, could be somebody who's young or old, as long as they have uh, a sense of a real true understanding of existence, that's when you get to you know, even broader consciousness, which is sometimes associated with the concept of neshama. So, nefesh, ruach, neshama. Um, so all three, Shalah, he clue me call almost those levels and those aspects are all they're basically they include all the layers of being within them, which is why you have the ability to actually move within all the layers of existence. Therefore, an angel has no ability at all. They have no ability to move, to to ascend or to connect themselves or to to, to connect with um, any of the other layers that are above their heads. Because since you don't, since those angels don't contain any aspects of those other places, they have no ability to, to connect to them. So let's go. We have to get all the way down to here. That's the end of, of uh, the tenth section, chapter ten. Um, uh, even uh, um, the movement of an angel, if he wants to go. Um, sort of like to the world that's one step above him, meaning to the layer of existence of the filters that is only one step higher, meaning that just one level higher of, of consciousness, because the Malach has fixed awareness. It cannot really expand. It cannot learn uh, in, in, on its own. It cannot do that on its own. It cannot ascend even one level on its own. That's why, that's why angels are referred to as those who are standing. Like it says in Yeshaya, these angels are standing. It's another pasuk here from Zechariah um, that the Omdim are the ones who are referring to the angels. So they can't even move themselves um, even one level. Only human beings alone, uh, man. He, through his actions, is able to actually create connections and bridges between these different layers of being. And think about that, right? Like right now I'm speaking uh, into a microphone and I'm trying to connect myself to you. 
and we are all essentially doing these kinds of these these dances and actions to try to create higher and higher states of organization and connection. I mean, think about it. Just even just looking at businesses. I mean, one of the most profound and fascinating things about business today is that you know a company like Walmart they have hundreds of thousands of workers and they're all organized together into incredibly complex structures that are all designed to essentially do very productive actions of bringing higher states of organization to the world, to our lives, um, bringing so much um, abundance and, and, and you know, uh, sustenance to all of us so we can actually uh, live higher and higher levels of existence so we can become, you know, healthier, stronger, more knowledgeable, learn more and become more wise. That's really what happens when we all combine our abilities and, and, and come together into higher states of organization. And that's really what we're saying here, the connections and the unifications. And that's really like we, it, sometimes we just think of it in a very simplistic way. It's just talking about, you know, just um, people who are just working together. But people working together is a fundamentally profound phenomenon because each of us is a fragment of, of absolutely intangible, endless, immortal consciousness. And we are bridging with other fragments of ourselves, really, and becoming ho more whole and actually unifying in order to create and to build. Um, and the reason we're able to do that is because we actually have parts of all of being within us. So I have a part of you inside of me, which is why when I talk to you and you talk to me, we actually feel like we know each other. It's like we can learn each other because we're like, oh, yeah, I, I get you. That's what's called having things in common. Again, it's something we take totally for granted. Um, but, you know, if, you, if you're talking to a tree, so it's harder to identify that there are things in common between you and a tree on, on its face, even though there actually are something. And somebody who's very deeply aware of this can actually commune very deeply with nature. But the idea here is that, you know, we are looking for th having things in common with others because we recognize that we have within us the ability to relate to everything, uh, which relate means you have it inside of you and you see it out there and you're like, oh, that thing that's out there is in me. Um, so when you do this, when, human, when, when man changes existence through these kinds of actions, then, then the particular angels that are also inside of the total stack, the structure of these filters... Um, also is impacted by our actions. But also Kedusha, Kedusha, so we add more Kedusha. In other words, when what does it mean Kedusha? It means um, when you behave in a way that increases the connection between you and other selves and you and Hashem, so then you're actually adding more focus towards Hashem, which, in, which essentially means that now Hashem's light is now able to be received more in the world because the more you make yourself um, aware of Hashem, the more Hashem's light floods into existence. And that flooding of, of Hashem's light through all these filters and prisms all the way down to where we are so it actually impacts everything along the way and everything becomes more dedicated and more aware and more turned on to Hashem. That's what it means, Tosefet Kedusha, Atushaso, Asher Bab, Koach Adam, that all is, is instigated by the actions of human beings. Meshagam Hu Adam, because even that, right, all that, uh, because even, sorry, even the Malach, the Malach is influenced and impacted by our actions because the Malach is also included inside of us. In other words, since we have access, we're connected to all layers of being. And Malachim, angels, they dwell on in every level of being, each one uh, assigned to a particular one. So then when we change the layers of being with our actions, then we also change the Malachim. Um, and that actually has a lot of implications, which we're going to have to develop a little later. Okay, so vegam hagimel bechinos nefesh ruach neshama shaladam atzmo, and also the three aspects of the neshama. In other words, the three levels we mentioned earlier, how you can have nefesh and ruach and neshama. These are different amounts of awareness that any person can have. Uh, the malachim don't have these levels. In other words, they don't have uh, uh, increasing or decreasing amounts of awareness or consciousness. Because, they, in other words, the light of consciousness that is within us, that you can think of it as if your body is sort of made out of concretization. Of Hashem's, of Hashem's light, Hashem's consciousness uh, that's been fragmented through these prisms and filters, 
and now it, it forms a vessel then inside of the vessel of your body so there's these lights you can think of the light you know that's 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 what the nefesh ruch neshama is referring to these these lights that, that you can think of that as, as an extension of hashem's um consciousness that is almost like more pure the body is made up of like this fragmented concretized um light of hashem but then you the consciousness that you are which is inside the body you can think of it as a light inside of a vessel so that's the nefesh ruch neshama um so Malachim don't have that. They don't have koach halava as kashos hashatzma. Um, so, oh, sorry. What it's actually saying is that uh, these lights, um, they actually don't have the power to move either. The lights of nefesh ruach and neshama don't have the power to actually change existence. Until they actually are placed inside the vessel of the body of man. Um, that's because essentially when you're when, when you're inside of this vessel so then you're now kind of um, tracking all the way from the top from the source of Hashem which is nefesh ruach neshama that's the light of consciousness that comes all the way from its root through all the layers and all the prisms until finally the, the this light of the nefesh and the ruach neshama you know the soul that is you the consciousness that is you is now kind of like a rope going all the way from up to up top all the way down into the vessel that is the body and that means that now you're kind of connected to all the inter intermediary layers um, as this rope that you think of it as a rope from the top down to the bottom and then whenever you behave down on the bottom you act in some way it shakes the rope and impacts all the layers of existence between you and the top that Hashem breathed into his nostrils the first man uh, the breath of life into the body of man only at that time was the was man now a living creature now he is Essentially, uh, what he mentioned in Parakdala—that that was the concept I already mentioned a little while ago—that Selim Elokim concept, that you are actually like a microcosmic version of the entire uh, existence. That's because when you are that rope of consciousness that is essentially descending from all the way at the root, all the way through everything, and then placed inside of a body, uh, down at, at the lowest level, it's called Olam HaAsiya, and even the sort of like the bottom point underneath Olam HaAsiya which is where we are right now, whatever that means. We're going to talk about that a little later also. That's where you are. So that whole stack from top to bottom is called Ritzelam Elohim because it is now the image of Elohim. And Elohim, as we mentioned way back in that at that point, uh, in Parak Dalet, Elohim refers to the total system of filters and and the stacks and, 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 the, and the prisms through which Hashem essentially uh, fragments himself or, or fractures, refracts himself into the multiplicity of the universe that you see. So when we are set up that way, uh, from top to bottom, and then we're inside of the body, that's when we are now in touch with all layers of being. That's also the meaning of the vision that Yaakov Avinu had in Parshas Vayetze in the Torah. So it says that Jacob, the third patriarch, Yaakov Avinu, he had this famous dream about this ladder. Uh, he was on his way to, to, he was running away from home, and he was going to stay by his uncle Lavan's house. And um, he slept one night uh, outside on the way there, and he slept in this place. It's, it's uh, He slept by Haramoria, which is uh, the Temple Mount, where the base of Mikdash used to be. Uh, God willing, should return uh, soon. So it, it, when he slept there that night, he had this dream of this ladder that was going all the way up from, you know, from where he was up to the heavens. And there were these angels that were ascending and descending. And so when he saw that, so that I mean, what that's supposed to represent is, is uh, it's it's representing the the dynamic of these different layers of existence, and the angels are are on it now. You'll notice they're traveling. So let's see if he comments on the traveling part. Ayin Raya Mehemna Naso. This is this is also Zohar. Akuf Chav Gimel Amar Beis Vayipach Be'Afav Nishmas Chaim Deitmar Bei Vayachalom Vinei Sulam. It says regarding Yaakov that he dreamed and there was a ladder. Um, so it says Sulam Vada Ihu Nishmas Chaim. The Sulam. 
This latter represents certainly the, the breath of life, the neshama, the consciousness that Hashem essentially bestowed um, to man when he first created him in the very beginning. So that's trying to say that this uh, that's what this latter is. Um, okay, Gmoshi Yitzbarer, Mir Hashem, as will be explained. Lehalan, Perkites, is going to go on to explain that later on in chapter 19. And that's and through this, so here that he's referencing the angels going up and down. The angels of God were going up and down. Angels of Elohim. Now the word Elo- Elohim over here is is reference to it's it means it ref- references the system. So we just that's what we just said. The entire system of filters and prisms and layers. So these are the angels of that system are going up and down. Rotel Omar al And what it means to say is through the neshama of man. Shehim Mutsav Arza, which is now positioned on the earth, because that's where the sul- remember what it said up here. The sulam is uh, is is synonymous with the neshama, with the with the soul of man, the breath of life within man that makes man alive. So through that neshama, which is the sulam, which Shehim Mutsav Arza, which is now positioned on the ground, Mislabeshes Katsea Tachton Shalav Gufa Adam, the edge of that of that sulam is now able to be clothed um, in the body of man, because the ladder extends all the way down as Mutsav Arza is positioned on the ground. And um, I thought what he was going to explain here is that because Yaakov is is now inside of his body, in other words, the latter represents Yaakov's neshama that is now inside of his body. It's Mutsav Arta on the ground inside his body. So that's what allows the Malachim to now go up and down because that's what you need in order for there to be changes in the entire system of, ma, of, of the Elohim stack of existence. You need to have human beings who are inside of bodies who are now making changes uh, in the system. And that's how Malachim are able to actually move up and down as a result. That's the end of Parak Yud, chapter 10. Hope you enjoyed that. We'll be releasing chapter 11, uh, at least the first part of chapter 11, uh, hopefully next week. And definitely check back for that. And don't forget also to check in on isodeblocks.com. Anything else that you like, definitely think about subscribing. We have a lot of great stuff both on the site now and coming up. Looking forward to having you, and thanks so much for listening.